Hi, and welcome to the Joyful Balance podcast. You're here with your two co-hosts, Mira and Denise. I'm Mira. I'm a nutritionist and neuroscientist in, with a specialism in helping people with anxiety, depression, focus issues, um, and memory troubles. I've got Denise here with me, who's a cognitive behavioral hypnotherapist, specializing in helping people tackle their sleep and live longer and healthier lives. And um, we're here today to, and forevermore, to guide you on a journey all around your mind, your brain, and the, your body, and how all three things are interlinked. And today, we are back after a yet another hiatus, which we'll explain all about. But today we are tackling the all important subject of Christmas. So first of all, um, I'm going to just check in with you, Denise. How are you doing? Good. Good. Thank you. It's been a roller coaster of a few months. And yeah, we, we were in a hiatus that we didn't really plan. <laughs> it just kind of happened and you know what life happens mm -hmm. so we didn't give each other too much grief about it I think right oh no not at all so I uh definitely bear some of the responsibility for that guys um I so do I <laughs> no I mean we we were just both very preoccupied for different reasons um I unfortunately had a really bad resurgence of low mood, which we're going to talk about in an upcoming episode to some extent, uh, which I think is going to be really interesting, particularly as we are in now the depths of the winter months. Um, but I'm feeling a bit better, a bit brighter and have a little bit more mental space to come back to you guys and continue helping to educate you all on your journey towards better health. Um, so we're delighted to be back. Uh and Denise, do you want to tell me what you're up to for Christmas? Just so uh, that everyone knows kind of what you're up to. Well, probably I'm going to do the same thing as everyone else. Eat too much, mm -hmm. which is why we need this episode. We do. Um, sleep, sleep too little, which is another reason why we need this episode. Yep. Um, I need to really, you know, practice what I preach sometimes. And... Um, also, I am going to be traveling for New Year's. So I'm going to Lovely. spend Christmas with uh, friends and family and then um, going away for New Year's. How about you? So I will be, at, I've been very fortunate actually in December that because I accrued a lot of leave, I've had been able to take a fair few days in December off, which has been really really lovely so I'll be at home uh, in London with my family for Christmas and then maybe yeah and then pretty much here till new year and beyond really but it'll be nice to just be at home and be with family and enjoy that time I think mm. um so yeah much like Denise I will probably be eating too much um hopefully won't be sleeping too little um but definitely definitely eating too much and not necessarily always the right the quote-unquote right stuff um but that's okay we're going to talk all about that today and kind of how you can have an enjoyable sort of guilt-free Christmas really right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I think we should uh, jump right in because we want this episode to be very helpful obviously all of our episodes we believe are very helpful if they're not helpful please tell us otherwise oh my god yeah please <laughs> <laughs> but from what we know and the feedback we've received so far all of our episodes are very much helpful to our audience so we decided to do a short and snappy one today talking about what to eat and what to do at christmas time and yeah so what to eat Mira, what can we do to make sure that we are not overly indulging in everything? 
Yeah, I mean, look, it's Christmas time. I, you know, I, what I've noticed is that, so I, in my day job, I still work in nutrition, but I work much more on the retail side of things. So I see a lot of what's everyone kind of actually this year, it feels like getting way more into the Christmas spirit than we have done, I think, since COVID happened. So it feels like this is the first Christmas where we are truly back to, you know, normality. Um, so I suppose it's amazing to see us getting back into the Christmas spirit and really enjoying that. I know financially it's maybe not the most ideal place that the world is in, but we are where we are. Um, and so in terms of what to eat, what I would say is that don't, it, you don't need to deprive yourself of the festivities, particularly as they are now happening with more regularity and the world kind of feels like we're slightly on less of a tilted axis, right? Mm, mm. So there's no reason to still not enjoy um, eating the things that you want to eat um, and enjoying, you know, for example, your Christmas party that might be coming up or um, enjoying Christmas dinner, you know, because fun fact, I was thinking about this earlier today, like Christmas dinners in and of themselves are not inherently unhealthy. It's just, yeah, yeah, it's just about the proportions in which you eat all of those different ingredients, how you cook those different ingredients. um, And yeah, just again about balancing your plate. So all of the proportion, all of the things I've already, principles I've already talked about around making sure that your meals contain half a plate of veggies, Although that advice is still really accurate and and just as relevant for this period as it is for every other. And so what I would say is I can go through like the kind of top tips, but just to bear in mind that all of the principles that I've already talked about largely Mm. are exactly what I'm going to advise you over the next couple of minutes. So Denise, do you think it'd be helpful for me to kind of just go through my top tips yeah like kind of short and snappy okay cool interrupt yeah. me obviously as you know any yes. point. okay so here are some top tips that I've been thinking about that are really going to help you get through the festive period guilt-free because that's what we want mm-hmm. for you life should be just as much about balancing between what makes you feel healthy and what makes you feel good okay and those two things don't have to be mutually exclusive so just wanted to state that up front so Christmas really is a time to relax and enjoy yourself so please feel free to do that Now, if we start with the beginning of the day, um, always be thinking if you are a breakfast person or whatever your first meal is, make sure that they ideally are savory and that they're well balanced with lots of fiber, protein and fat, right? That's what we're primarily looking for. Why? I think it's very important that you also remind everyone as to why. Yeah. So fiber, protein and fat all release their energy far more slowly. You digest them far more slowly. They keep you fuller for longer and they also don't therefore result in your blood sugar levels. So the amount of sugar that's in your blood rapidly rising and then rapidly crashing. So they don't rise above the normal limits and they don't go below the normal limits. And what that means is one, you don't experience any sort of much less of the emotional Mm -hmm. um, kind of variability that you do when your blood sugar levels goes all over the place. Um, But you also then don't get the um, kind of sugar high that can cause anxiety and then the sugar crash, which can cause you to feel tired, irritable. And to be honest, can also cause anxiety too. And if you start doing that at the beginning of the day, you set yourself up for success in all the meals that you choose afterwards. So that's why following that principle is so crucially important 
in the morning, you're helping to balance all of your hormones so that your body basically runs exactly on the clock that it normally does mm. and does that mm. properly. Yeah. What about for those people that normally start their day with like sugary cereals or things like that? What, yeah. what should we? So what I would say is if you can, um, you can go for lower sugar alternative uh, cereals. So there, so there are a few granolas out there that um, at least contain under 10%, so 10 grams per 100 grams of sugar. So they are better and then what I would then do say to you is please look at proportions. So a, a while ago, and I want to do this again, this is slightly going off topic, but I invested in a continuous glucose monitor for myself. And I found that even having the low sugar granola was still causing my blood sugar levels to really spike. Uh-huh. So for me personally, and this isn't true for everybody because everyone's blood sugar level reactions are different. I found that actually to maintain the same breakfast, I just got rid of the granola and upped the amount of fat I had. And that keeps me much. So I've been having yogurt, uh, peanut butter and berries and some cocoa powder or collagen powder, wherever I fancy in it. And that for me just keeps my blood sugar levels really stable and it keeps me full until lunch. Um, So that's just to give you a flavor of why you should do that. Then the next kind of things to be aware of are what you can do is also then choose, try and choose your meals in advance. So Mm -hmm. if you're going out for Christmas lunches, try and take a look at the menu beforehand so that you've got time to figure out how can you balance your plate so that you're having half a plate of veg, you're having quarter plate protein and a quarter plate whole grain carbohydrates um, and then fat will be intermingled in that in terms of how things are cooked. So Mm -hmm. maybe it's that you go you might rather than you know try to avoid what you're trying to avoid is like the pastry kind of filled um meals um you ideally don't want you know as little processed meat as possible so you ideally want lean meat you can go for red meat you know it's a special occasion as long as you're not having lots and lots of red meat throughout the week um just in terms of what's beneficial for health or you're going for ideally the most like natural form of plant protein that you can um so then what you want to think about is, okay, so you figured out what your protein option is going to be, then think about the vegetables. Maybe it's that you know to add, um, that you know to add uh, a, a side salad along along with your main meal. So that mm-hmm. way you know that you're getting in the fiber that you need in order to slow that release of sugar down. Yeah, so that's really important. Try and have things like um, the gravy and sauces on the side so that you get to pick as and when you um you actually consume them so obviously with christmas dinners quite a lot of sauces or gravies come alongside so you've got things like cranberry sauce gravy often unfortunately as tasty as they are they can often be quite high in sugar and fat and salt so just the ideal thing to do is just have them on the side so that you you can control how much is added and how much you enjoy those um, as part of your meal. Um, and, you know, there is a lot of research. There is research around, you know, whether the order of how you eat your meals um, affects um, the way that your body kind of the way that your body processes the food and therefore how much sugar is released in your blood. There is some evidence to say, although it's not it's not by any means a complete picture because there is there is mixed evidence, but there is some evidence out there that says that you, by eating the vegetables and fiber first, you can slow the release of sugar down. Now, if you're eating, if you're literally eating within the same time period, so say um, 
you're having one meal, you have the side salad first, then you go, then you have your main. Um, you know, at the end of the day, all that food gets mixed together. So how much of a difference does it make? There is merit in having the fiber, the protein and the fats in kind of any combination first before you then go for whatever the carbohydrates is. And I think what you will find is that you fill up on all of those components, which are slower releasing anyway, before you then hit the carbs, up, which is really the roast potatoes, most likely, and even the parsnips. Um and and therefore, you know, you eat less of them, so the proportion is less, and therefore you get less of a sharp rise in blood sugar levels mm. and less of a crash. And then the last thing I will say is, well, there's a couple of things, sorry, Denise, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, is um, try and stick to a regular pattern of eating. So like um, just whatever that looks like for you, try and whatever works for you, try and stick to that as much as you can try and have more savory snacks rather than, you know, primarily all sweet, or at least keep the sweet ones balanced with protein and fat. Another thing, another thing that can really help with lowering blood sugar levels is to um, go for a walk after your meal, because Mm. go for a walk, do some tidying up or some cleaning because using your muscles for a a good 10 minutes after, and it doesn't have to be like anything rigorous, which you're not going to want to do after you've had a huge meal. Um, can just help to reduce the spike of the, the your your glucose spike after your meals. So um, yeah, it's um, if you can just go for it, go for a, either a, a gentle sh- uh, walk, do some tidy up, do whatever works for you. Mm-hmm. I think that's very important to remind everyone to actually exercise as well as eat and sit down and things like mm-hmm. that because doesn't matter which form of exercise we are engaging ourselves in even a short walk, even, you know, tidying around the kitchen or carrying plates from the living room to the kitchen, everything, every little counts. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And like, yeah. And even I found, you know, when I had the glucose monitor and I do want to go back to having it and I'll definitely share some of my experience on social media. Um, it really does work. Like I can say that having done it. So I think I can't remember what I did, but basically I'd had something really sweet or God, you know, cause I'm human like everybody else. And I noticed my blood sugar levels were spiked and I was mm. like, I need to go for a walk. So I decided rather than take public transport to where I needed to go next, I went on a, I mean, I did 40 minutes. I'm not saying you have to go as, as kind of quote unquote extreme as that, but that's how long it took me to get to where I needed to be. And it really did lower my blood sugar levels. And so having little tips like that in your back pocket are really, really useful to just help you live a consciously healthier life. And so all it is, what was what the whole summation of this is just to have some conscious awareness around what you're consuming. It doesn't have to come with guilt. It just has to come with checks and balances of that. You know that, okay, it's totally fine that you do this, but it just means that you need to look after your health in other ways. Mm, absolutely. That's the important point. Yeah. Yeah. It's all really, really important to remember that we are human as well and uh, give ourselves grace and compassion. And look, if if the first meal on Christmas Day tends to be extremely, you know, overdone in the sense that you've had too much, all is not lost. You can do a better next one, because let's be honest, we are going to sit down for lunch, probably, and then we're going to sit down for dinner or maybe snacks in between and boxing day we're going to see other people and we're going to do it all over again yeah on average that's kind of what happens with christmas right we have different groups of people coming at different times and then we want to have food and you know share memories with all of them so if one particular meal uh you feel like it was a little bit too much or you didn't follow any of the recommendations mira just gave you that's fine 
there is another meal around the corner and you can yep. just do better on that one. You don't, you don't need to think, oh, oh my God, all is done. That's it. All or nothing. You know, if I've had a, a really bad meal, quote unquote, i.e. I've overate, I had too much sugar, I don't feel well. It doesn't mean that the whole day is ruined. You just no, not at all. do it better at the next yeah. occasion. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, like I said, like, you know, the whole reason I called my business Balance Me is because I really wanted people to find a balance within their own lives. That means that they can enjoy things as well as do the mm. things that actually make them feel well. Um, and that will look different. That balance is different for every single person. But equally, like, you know, it was my mum's 70th over the last couple of weekends. We've had celebrations. Mm -hmm. She had a cake. I ate that cake. That cake Why had not? <laughs> that cake had dairy. It, 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 and none of the, you know, and so like, just don't, like, we are here as two professionals and we have to take our own advice, like Denise said sometimes, and we forget our own what's the word principles or we mm. throw them out the window because it just doesn't because we want to and because that's okay and that's not a bad thing at all and I think that's the key because we know that we are doing it so as long as you know that you're yep. doing it uh, you dear listener you know that you're you know overindulging in those biscuits or having way too many parsnips it's okay next one you have a little bit less exactly absolutely what I wonder is, mm, in terms of meals and sleep, for example, yeah. what I wanted to say is that you need to take a moment to plan those. Because if, mm -hmm. if you are intending to go to sleep at, say, 10 p.m., I'm not saying that you will on Christmas Day, but let's imagine that you would ideally want to go to bed at that hour. I really would encourage you to not eat at 9. <laughs> so yeah. if, you, if you really think about that have at least two to three or four hours between your last meal and um, your sleeping time the reason for it is that you want to feel like I, I don't want to call it empty but you want to allow your stomach to do what it's there to do i.e digest yep. your food rather than as soon as you've eaten that's it hit the hay well, you will probably fall asleep very quickly in some instances because your body will spend all those energy into, uh, you know, digesting the food. But then you might wake up in a couple of hours and you might get a little bit of heartburn or you might have indigestion or mm. it's just the fact that you have so much food that needs to be digested that you'll just wake up and then you yeah. have a crappy night's sleep. So I would really encourage people to think about their day, as Mira was saying, and just plan it out, not in full detail. Don't go crazy with each and every detail on a piece of note, but just like, okay, if I eat roughly around 5 p.m. when I visit my in-laws and I plan on going out and then maybe I'll be a little bit peckish, but then I go to bed like after midnight, you know, like rough ideas. And rather than being on autopilot and see whatever happens, happens, it wouldn't hurt to have a little bit of a plan or even better to have an intention to say, you know, in this particular Christmas day or boxing day, I plan on eating more vegetables than I regularly do, or 
I plan on having more meaningful connections and conversations that I normally do with these people that I'm going to meet over these days. Just yeah. have an intention rather than allowing autopilot to kick in. Totally. And I think that's a really good point around the meals and sleep thing. Cause I, I personally just from personal experience cannot sleep on a really full stomach. I feel absolutely terrible and I've definitely woken up feeling gross and unwell and yeah that's not fun and so I think that's a really good point Denise around the whole planning thing um because I think in and amongst all of this one thing that I suppose we've not yet touched on is the fact that you know in the Christmas period it's not always a festive experience for everybody Mm, yeah and I think what Denise is really talking about is the importance of um accountability of self-care so you know, it's about say, taking ownership of like what will make you feel good in this period, whether this period is a festive one for you or not. And if it is hard for you, which I can completely understand, and, um, you know, we will all have elements where it's hard for us if we're not with the people that we want to be with or whatever may be going on for you right now, that means that self-care and that planning of self-care becomes even more important so mm. it's just something that really sprung to mind right now um, about, you know, if even if this period isn't as fun for you, and I'm so sorry if it isn't, but if, you know, the self-care thing is like utterly essential and planning that when you know you're going to have a crappy time mm. is like, is is survival, really. Yeah, absolutely. And I that's that reminds me something that I was talking to um my supervisor not too long ago and it's something that we all do as soon as we feel less than or crappy Mm. or lonely or sad or you know something that isn't positive yeah whatever keeps us positive i.e routine self-care going through the motions breathing mindfulness meditation all of that goes out the window yeah the moment you 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 hit something unless you've practiced all of those for a long time and they become habits for you immediately when something is wrong you just forget about them <laughs> they go out and unfortunately that is the worst thing that you can do for yourself yeah. so as mira was saying if christmas is actually not bringing joy but it's maybe bringing feelings of loneliness or it's bringing feelings of sadness or grief of losing loved ones Whatever you were doing at any other time during the year to make yourself feel better would need to be dialed up, not down. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. And it it doesn't have to to have anything to do with the things that Denise and I like to talk about. Like, you know, when I get very down, I find that my sleep really suffers. And so doubling down on sleep is a useful idea but it doesn't matter what time I go to bed I know I'm going to wake up early and that's a very common common symptom of of really low mood is that you actually wake up ridiculously early so for me more recently a discovery that I have made which I think is going to make Denise super happy actually is skincare so (laughs) I knew Denise would like this so it's really random right I was just like I was I got I'm not into beauty. Anyone who knows me knows that this is not my bag at all. I have always been a tomboy. I don't wear any makeup. Like I'm living my best life. But um, 
I went into a beauty store because my sister is into all this stuff Mm. and they had a really cheap skincare set from this half decent brand, which I will say to Denise, but we'll probably have to cut it out. It was. Mm -hmm. And anyway, so I started trying. So they had a set, which was like really cheap of their like small miniatures of their favorites. Mm -hmm. So I thought, oh, okay, this is low risk, low reward, right? Like, let me just try it. And actually it did make my skin feel better. So I was like, so now I'm like, okay, well, and, and in my current job, I go to a lot of high-end pharmacies where a lot of the pharmacists are also interested in aesthetics. So then that starts that whole conversation. And it's just interesting because it's just given me something else to learn about that I'm really inter- that I'm actually getting more and more interested in. And it has become part of my self-care routine is putting on like three different serums. And that's something that actually, because I can see the results, or at least I can feel them, even if no one else notices, that I'm like, I should... I should invest time and 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 a little bit of money in this and just enjoy having that aspect of self-care. That ah, is good for me. That is so good and so joyful. Yay. But that's the thing. It can be anything. I'm I'm very pleased and proud that you've discovered Thanks. skincare. That's fabulous. I mean, don't get me wrong, your skin is already good, but that will be thank you, know, you. keeping it and maintaining exactly, it. Exactly. But it, that was my point. Exactly. Mm. I wanted to maintain it. So yeah anyway yeah and what I was about to say is that it doesn't relate to Christmas this relates to at any other point in our mm-hmm. lives uh, it's finding one two things that actually you enjoy doing and they bring joy to you so for example it could be skincare you know taking those two minutes at the end of a busy day applying a good moisturizer after you've done your serum and after you've washed your face it could be that or it could be that whilst you're brushing your teeth you have a little wiggle and a dance in the bathroom while nobody's watching it doesn't have to be neither costly nor pretentious nor you know out of this world it can be as simple as a little shimmy shimmy in the bathroom or Mm -hmm. um, anything goes I've I've been on this journey for the past few weeks with literally all of my clients and I kept saying to them you need to celebrate how far you've uh, come you need to Mm. celebrate how far you've come you need to finish the loop you've started you know with something to work on you started implementing new things new habits you're keeping them up but then you have to also reward your brain and everything else for doing all of this work it's like you're unplugging it's like oh thank you dopamine but I'm not going to you know, yeah. encourage you to happen again because I'm just, yeah, it's fine. So I kept it going with the celebration theme and you doing the skincare reminds me of this particular conversation of it is so important to celebrate your mini, minuscule or big achievements, all mm. of them. So if your form of celebration or giving yourself joy at the end of the day is doing your skincare because it makes you feel good because you see an improvement because whatever Mm. just do that and we we tend to only celebrate when it's something huge you know like I finished my master's let's celebrate or yeah it's my big birthday or I got married yeah yeah no it's literally each and every if I, in an ideal world, I would say every time you wash your dishes, you need to celebrate. <laughs> Even if you say to yourself, a uh, celebration being, well done me, I've actually done these. That's or a celebration. Or you know what? Even if you just survive the week. 
That's exactly. Like, just yeah. Have a glass of wine. Like do do whatever. Like I mean, obviously don't use alcohol to make you feel good. But if having a nice glass of wine is going to make you feel a little bit happier, and you're doing it with conscious awareness and all those good things, and it's not a crutch, have a glass of wine. You know, a couple of weeks ago on my day off, I went out for lunch, mm. and I literally had the best glass of like white wine I've had in ages. And I was like, I need to find a way to do this more often because I felt great. Like it was mm. so nice to just have a break down the tools and just be, yeah, just be. And it was mm. great. It was really, really great. I'm, I'm sure the wine was good, but I'm also sure that most of the feelings of feeling great were the fact that you set your intention to take a moment to celebrate yeah, t- that oh, of particular course. week. Yeah. And and that's 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 what I'm trying to to nail with everyone at the moment is celebration doesn't mean anything besides setting the intention. I'm celebrating. I was giving an example to somebody today. They like doing things for other people. They like cooking for other people. And I said, how about the next time you make soup for your neighbor, you give the soup because that's what you like to do. Yeah. But as you're giving it to them in your mind, you say, well done. Well done you for doing this soup, for surviving this week. For It's for you. It's not for them. Yeah, absolutely. Everything can be turned into a celebration as long as you put your intention to it. Even when you fail and you have to let go of something, how amazing is the fact that you are able to realize, A, that you failed, and B, that you can do something about it and do it better next time. That's a yeah. cause for celebration in my book. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just living a conscious life is because I think it's so tempting I you know as someone who's also done a lot of we're getting very philosophical now but as someone who's done a lot of like sleepwalking through life to actually be like no I'm doing this with conscious awareness of why I'm doing it and what I'm getting out of it and you know in regards to anything like it's um, yeah it's definitely something to celebrate because not everyone does everything with like full conscious awareness and I think when you're able to make your make deliberate choices it's actually when you have the most freedom mm. um yeah sorry that was a really random off tangent like no yeah, completely it's a, a tangent. it, it <laughs> isn't it isn't because we were exactly talking about the festive season that some people might find festive or not and we've just reminded everyone that they need to celebrate nonetheless yeah agreed and it doesn't have to be celebrating this particular holiday it really could just be celebrating that you survived the week and if it is a really tough week for you please just treat yourself as much as you can and just make it bearable in 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 obviously in a constructive and healthy way um it may be that you save your money and you wait for some January sales to hit and you look forward Mm. to you know what I love doing personally is I on boxing day I love being in my pjs until about 3 p.m and I love being on my laptop with ideally my sister just looking at the sales. I don't mind not even buy anything, but at least I just can do some mm-hmm. internet browsing. And it's a great way. Have the Christmas films on. You've got the leftovers. And that's all we do. And it's like, it's it's nothing revolutionary, but that's just what we enjoy. So whatever it is that's going to bring you joy, that is a healthy and constructive way of bringing you joy. Please do do that over the festive period. Mm. exactly exactly i think we we set up this episode with the 
you know, scope of giving you some tips in terms of food, Mira, Mira done exactly that. We wanted to give you a, an insight into what cele celebrating can be. And I hope you've, you've understand by now that celebration can literally be anything. Anything can be turned into a celebration. It doesn't have to be a huge shopping spree. It doesn't have to be a huge piece of cake. It can be a glass of water that you're drinking with intention whilst you're celebrating your last week or last day or the fact that you were brave and you did go to work even when you didn't feel like it. All yeah. of that, it needs to be celebrated because if we don't, we go back to autopilot. Yeah. And you you go back onto autopilot and you don't necessarily do the things that are constructively going to help you get through the week, even if it's a good or a bad one. So, um, yeah, like, please, 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 uh, if not for yourself, which I hope it is, but if it's even just for us, look after yourselves, find, find whatever makes you feel joyful and really engage in it over the festive period um we love you all to pieces we're so grateful that you're continuing to listen to us even though we've been dreadful with timing but we are going to get much better with that as we go into the new year and we can't wait to bring you more and more episodes and if you're feeling lonely just know that we are always in your ears uh ready to chat it to you any time of the day so you can always find any of our episodes and yeah you're not alone when you're with us that's for sure no for sure for sure and i'm sure you're not alone alone even if you are alone i'm sure there is another person that would be extremely happy to hear from you so totally reach out reach out don't don't think that there is no other person i'm sure there is and look after yourself enjoy however much you can the festive period even if you are celebrating not celebrating you know just be a kid and be curious and see see it through the eyes of a child because i'm sure that they will be definitely enjoying it definitely my niece is getting spoiled rotten she is oh i'm sure <laughs> i'm sure <laughs> we love you and leave you give us a follow and a thumbs up wherever you listen to this episode enjoy the festive season enjoy the holidays and we'll be chatting to you in the new year for sure definitely take care guys Bye. Bye.